0: Welcome to the Pirates of Award Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Osterwick. In this series we like to call The Coaching Carousel, we will sit down with the Seton Hall coaches and talk to them about previous playing careers, coaching philosophies, and so much more. They offer so much advice to current and future Seton Hall athletes. We're so excited to share it with you all today. Without further ado, Jonathan, who are we talking to today?
1: Coach Bozzella is our women's basketball head coach here at Seton Hall University. A Seton Hall alumni himself, he was a coach at Southampton, LIU Brooklyn, and Iona, and was hired as the head coach of Seton Hall Women's Basketball in 2013. He was a 2015 Big East Coach of the Year and a nominee for the Maggie Dixon Division I Coach of the Year, and one of 10 finalists for the Naismith D1 Women's College Coach of the Year too. Coach Bazella was kind enough to sit down in the middle of a busy season and discuss his background before coaching, his time here at the Hall as a student and now a coach, the culture of the women's basketball team, coaching tips and advice, and much, much more. It was a great conversation with Coach Bazella, and we thoroughly appreciate all he does for the women's basketball program, especially for its players and Seton Hall athletics as a whole. So without further ado, Coach Bazella.
0: So welcome Coach Bazella, the Seton Hall women's basketball coach. So first things first, how are you doing today, Coach Bazella?
2: Well, first of all, I'm doing great because you guys invited me on. I appreciate it very much. I'm really excited to be on and, and talk about, you know, seeing all women's basketball. Um, obviously, entering my 11th year, it's a great opportunity um, to work at your alma mater, your wife's alma mater, your daughter's alma mater. <laughs> uh, um, and, and just, I'm proud to be a pirate. I mean, it's something I've, you know, always been and, and, and always will be.
0: Yeah, you see that on the sideline, your energy on the sidelines each and every game and just everything that you do here. So you recently just gained your 500th win. Just talk to us about, like, what that is like for you.
2: You know, it was really reflective. And, you know, when I first was close and when I, you know, people had said, you're going to get it, I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. But it became (laughs) a big deal, And, and not because of me getting 500, it became a big deal because it brought back a lot of memories. Uh, memories of, you know, my first team at Southampton when we only won three games. My first year at Iona when we only won one game. Um, my first year here when we went to the W... Uh, my first year at LIU when we went to NCAA Tournament. Yeah. You know, and then my first year here when we went to the NIT um, uh, round of uh, Sweet 16. And, and and it was just um, uh, tremendous games. And, and then just the people you work with, hmm. you know. One of my closest friends... Uh, is Lauren DeFalco, you know, I coached her, and then I mm-hmm. became friends with her, and then we became close friends together. And uh, my first real full-time assistant, Christy Abadi, you know, I godfather to her daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you
2: think back to the sacrifices you make. You, you, your, your wife, you know, I've been married 31 years, and, you know, your, your kids, I mean, I missed bringing my son home from the hospital because I had a game. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, I missed my daughter's, um, introduction for Senior Day when she played basketball in high school because we had practice and I had traffic going home because I was commuting to Long Island. It was my first year. and So there's a lot of great things, a lot of things that you wish you could have back. But one of the things that I really learned is to enjoy the journey. And, I, and I'm and i really, this year more than ever, enjoy, enjoying the journey of this. And our last three, four teams have been just you know, wonderful. They've been very, obviously, very successful. Um, you know, and I'm proud of the girls. But I've really enjoyed them, and I've really enjoyed this team more than pretty much any team I've had in a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting to cover them here through WSU, getting to watch a lot of their games. They're playing phenomenally so far. Do you have a game that's like most your most memorable game in that five those 500 wins, or yeah, is it too know, hard to just say? A
2: few. Uh, well, you know, obviously, when we went to the NCAA tournament at LIU, like I took over a team that hadn't had a winning season. In, in, in ever, I, I don't think on the D one level. And you know, for us to make the tournament that year and, and, and then obviously play UConn, but to win that game we we went in a snowstorm. There was no way <laughs> it was in Trenton. Um, and then and then here I have a lot. You know, we won the Big East regular season title by coming back from down I think nine mm-hmm. or ten points in under a minute at Butler. Um, and my daughter was on that team and it was you know, Dee, who's with me now, and, uh, you know, it was, it was really emotional. Um, I think, you know, just playing in, in, in at Iona we played in three MAC championships in, in, in 11 years and, or, and three semifinals. Um, those were exciting moments um, mm-hmm. and stuff. But I really, you know, I'll, just a lot of games here. The crowd's been great. Um, one game that really, you know, people don't remember is we played Villanova. Um, Dede, my 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 second year and Dede's um, second year, we were together, and um, Dede Simmons was my assistant, and we beat Villanova on senior day by two points, and Deja Simmons was wow. one of my all time favorite people to ever coach, and she'd been through so all this transfer stuff, and and um, she hit the wing basket, and it's something I'll never forget, and her mm-hmm. mother, who's one of my favorite parents of all time, was behind us, and it was really emotional. I get emotional thinking about that senior day. That year, that was a great win, and uh, we went to the NCAA Tournament that year for the first time in for, forever.
0: Yeah. yeah, those are some amazing wins, and hopefully this year is another NCAA berth for you, and you had so much success here at Seton Hall. So what are some of the things that you've enjoyed about this season so far? I know it's still pretty early. You've got UNLV coming up. You're still in the non-conference conference play again right around the corner, but what are some of the things that you've enjoyed so far? Actually,
2: I actually enjoyed being here. Uh-huh. I mean that, and I'm not just saying You guys are great. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy everyone at SLU. Like I've really become really close with SLU. I, I was for a while with John Fanta and, and um, you know a, a lot of those guys back then. And uh, they were great and they're all really successful. But the past year I've really gotten close with a lot of the WSLU staff. Like I really have enjoyed the people and, and, and the courage. And my mother said something to me the other night was um, I had mentioned to the two gentlemen, I forgot which two were doing the game, that my mother was in the hospital. and they mentioned it and it meant a lot to my mom hmm. and hmm. that was really nice and and stuff um but i've enjoyed the girls i really have like I, I i i'm each senior group is important i mean you know we've had some great players come through here you know um, and, and some of you're closer to and some you're not and just when I was a hunter uh it was, it was someone who always had a special place in my heart as well as sydney cooks how's will lp i mean LP you yeah. mm-hmm. you know everyone thinks of lp because she's a great Score and did all these records. I remember just going to lunch with LP. Like, I enjoyed going to lunch with LP. It was fun. Like, she was, you know, awesome. And I did. And, you know, I, I, I love Azana Baines. She's one of my favorite people that I've mm. ever coached. And I'm so happy she's doing so well. And Shea Higgins is um, always asked about my mom. And it's something that really is, 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 is close to me. And, and and our new kids are really great. Um, and we, we we've. Forming a bond, and maybe because you know I, I'm, I'm really secure in my job here, and I don't mean secure by you know, contract. I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just secure, and like I, I, really like my boss, and uh, you know Pat Lyons is still here, and he's one of my, you know, biggest mentors, and just knowing that you know you have a lot of support across campus is really important, um, and and just really being at peace with yourself. Like I think we have a good team. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good team, and I think it's going to be hard. Um, but these kids do their best. We've played ten games, and they've tried their hardest in all ten games, mm. and that says a lot about them.
0: Yeah, I got to see it uh, Monday. I was I was actually calling the game Monday up in the the booth. Uh, got to see it last Saturday. Got to got to kind of catch a couple games this year, which I've been really happy to. For us, we're always traveling around yeah. and doing our stuff, so getting to catch as many games as possible is definitely uh, something important. So, talk to us about the team dynamic this year and like. How the transfers that you brought in have impacted this team so far this season?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's been six transfers and mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot, it's a lot yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and three freshmen. Um, you know, I'll touch on the freshman uh, Sydney Eggleston's been out all year with an injury, but she's going to be a really good player for us. And I've been really impressed with Sydney's maturity, understanding of the game, her ability to help in the scouts. For a freshman, to me, is remarkable, let alone any player. Um, Janai Fitzpatrick Bland is a tremendous athlete. I think. You know when you see her in the games that you've seen her in, she's just a superior athlete. She's just learning the game, she's gonna be a good player for us. Savannah Catalan's one of the toughest guards we've ever recruited, let alone as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know you could see how her brothers play big time Division One football, ones at Texas. Um, yeah, and she plays like it. Um, she's great. And then our transfers, obviously, you know some of who really had you know outstanding starts. Mike Gray, mm-hmm. you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, H Davis has been up and down, and you know I had a long talk with H yesterday, and I know she's gonna have a great. Great last twenty five games for us. Um, McKenna White's been um, very productive when she's played, and she's been sick the past couple of days. But she's she's uh, you know feeling better. She had a great practice today. I, I'm excited because we need her. Brazil Harvey Carr as a kid, I didn't know if she would even play this year. She had um, a, a big knee um, injury, and she battled back. Um, really sacrificed a lot of her extra time to, to rehab, and she's really been phenomenal for us in the few games that she's played for us and. Uh, be a big part. Yanda Lopes, um, you know, had fourteen and six last game. I'm hoping she's now starting to feel more comfortable and really, really blossom. Um, you know, Shannon, um, our, our transfer from Cornell, has been, you know, a super hard worker. Done everything we've asked her to do. Um, really giving us a big boost in 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 in, 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 uh, in these last few games specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all been, you know, contributing in different ways. But one of the things I will say about them is that they all come to play every day. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, Mike has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I love about Micah is Micah wants to get better every day. She works with the staff. Um, having a, you know, DD back has been great. Hiring Cassandra was one of my better moves I've done in a long time. And obviously Pete and Jose and Shakina being here, um, you know, it was really helped, you know, because we, we lost Lauren and Lauren was really good. But these the, these assistants are fantastic. Um, and I'm really proud to have them on my staff and, and lucky and blessed. Um, so yeah, I, I think we have a lot of good pieces. Now, these pieces have to play well together. Mm-hmm. I think you've seen Amari Wright. Um, mm-hmm. She's become one of the best point guards, not only in the biggest in the country, and I was texting with Lauren Park Lane the other day. She texted me and um, asked how I was doing, and um, I texted her back. I said, your protege is playing really well. She's <laughs> so proud of her. And it was nice to hear and nice to see, you know, and it just says a lot about, you know, pirates basketball, you know, mm-hmm. you know they, they still, you know, love it. And I was glad to see Amari stick it out because a lot of kids wouldn't have and she did. And now she's become the next great list of point guards that, right. that we have here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you've mentioned a lot about moving pieces with coachings and players going and leaving and whatnot. What's you as like a, from a coaching perspective, what do you do when you have a lot of transfers majority, I don't want to say majority of the team, but a lot yeah, of transfers yeah. coming in to help mesh best you can. Like Murray, you're saying like down the stretch it's been really important for how you guys play together. What's, like, kind of your role and, like, your take on, like, how, what's the best way to go about that?
2: a wonderful question. And it's hard. And, you know, I don't want to get off track, but today yeah. there was a ruling today at 130 from a, the West Virginia district court judge that said, you know, we're going to allow kids to transfer as many times as they want. And, oh, and oh yeah, wow. Geez. Yeah. And, you know, it's a two-week injunction, and that's a problem. And people are like, well, you could leave. Yeah, but I can't leave my job every single year because if I leave my job every single year, I'm not going to have it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? And, and there's also penalties. If I leave my job, my contract says I have a buyout and, yeah. and or I have to sit out. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're not penalizing the kid because they want to, yes, you want to say one time, but once it becomes too many times, how are we going to build continuity and, and understanding? Yeah. And, you know, it, you, you, you guys, you know, are young now and, 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 and very, very, you know, mature. But like the older I got, the father, the, the smarter my dad was, which was an interesting statement. I'm like, why? What? what does that mean? But you know, I and when I was thirty, I'm like, what the hell is my dad talking about? And now at fifty eight, I'm like, I really understand what he was talking about. Yeah. And and, and and these kids are just gonna make decisions based on, why well, didn't start? I didn't play. Right. I, I get five thousand dollars more nil. Like, like come on, we've got to have some sort of structure. It's the same thing with coaching, like. It's important that I have a contract and that I can't just back. well, you know, it was a bad day at Seton Hall, so I'm going to go coach Rutgers tomorrow. No, like right. we all are obligated. So I'm really concerned about that. So your question is, yeah, it's really hard. Hmm. And we were the, one of the first people to really delve into grad transfers. My boss was really smart. Pat Lyons was really smart. And we sat down and we said, listen, these grad transfers with only one year you know, why are we only giving them one year? Why don't we give them two years so they can complete their degree? And that helped us get some good ones right away. interesting. Yeah. Because Pat was concerned about academics. Pat was also concerned about getting us good players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he was really smart. Nice. So, you know, to this day, he's still here. And, you know, we were the first ones to give a two-year scholarship to a grad transfer who had one year. Because if it was an undergrad, we would have done the same thing. Because right. they used to have to sit out. So we're giving them a year to sit out. So we were like, here, yeah, you know, might, might as well do it here. And, and, and it helped us get some great, great transfers, um, grad transfers and Pat, but like it's hard, like I want to build a team and I want to build yeah. a program and I want to build our, 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 you know, um, cohesiveness and culture as they say, but the kids make the culture. Mm. Like, you know, I, I have certain standards that, that Seton Hall women's basketball has, but at the end of the day, the kids are in the locker room, the kids are going out, the kids are doing this. Their standards are what really matters and if the kids are changing every year, it's hard to have a standard. Right. That's why I'm so proud of Amari. She's been here four years. She played behind one of the greatest point guards to ever play here in Lauren Park Lane, but she stuck it out. And when she was given her chance, she's blossomed. Mm-hmm. And Azana Baines had a really bad part of the year last year. She could have packed it in and transferred it again as a grad. She didn't. She stuck it out. Shailen Pinkney's gotten a lot better each year. Um, you know, uh, you know I, I just, we've got to find a way of getting some continuity in this. Like, yeah. It's just, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I just, we don't want to root for the uniform. We want to root for the person in the uniform. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know who the person in the uniform is every year, it's really hard to do. Right,
1: yeah, and it's not just in basketball, it's in all sports. Yeah. And to your point, it's really interesting that the pie lines, you sat down, like, all right, we can give a two-year scholarship for academics. It shows the importance of, like, Seton Hall Athletics. It's not just about, like, playing. Like, we have a real real emphasis on all, obviously, Chris, uh, Matt, and Amanda down there, like, doing a really good job with us in the academics piece. Like, hey, we can give you a two year scholarship and you come here, and then you get more recruits that way. Right. Really, You've got, really got your degree. You've got yeah. your master's yeah, degree. Yeah, it's important. Yeah.
2: power's well ahead of the curve. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's fascinating.
0: That's for sure. And like, we kind of lucked out with that. Like, we, we've talked about it a bunch, but the pandemic was. Very bad for a lot of people, but for us, it gave us the extra year to like. Okay, let's go get our masters, and we can still do our sport, which has been a huge benefactor of that. So, we we can't complain about that at all. Not too
1: much, not bad. It was
0: it was fantastic. So, talk to us a little bit about what it was like coaching before Seton Hall. You were in a couple places: Southampton, LIU, and Iona, which you talked about before. So, what do those situations look like for you?
2: Well, Southampton was a part-time job, I made $3,000. My day was, um, I lived an hour and 15 minutes away. So I worked with my dad, my dad sold industrial hardware to companies and um, I worked there eight to four. I got in the car at four. Um, I drove to Southampton, I picked my assistant up on the way, we got there at 5.30. We had dinner, those, uh, we went to the deli, which was super expensive back then in <laughs> Southampton, and it still is. Um, and we ate from 5.30 to 6.30, we packed at 6.30 and 9. We did individuals from 9 to 10, and we got in the car and we drove home. So oh, wow. t- and I got home at 11.30, and that that was, it was great. I enjoyed it, and we won three games our first year. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Then we won 11, then we won 16, and you know we, we, we made six ECAC postseasons in a row in our last um, six years. We, there eight years,
1: and I thought I was just gonna
2: do it the rest of my life. My dad passed away in my seventh year at Southampton, out of eight, and I took over the business. And um, I was going to, you know, give it up, and you know, my, my people in my business were like, no, just do it, and, and I stayed. And then after my eighth year, at L I U Brooklyn, the one job opened up, and they interviewed me because um, we were in the same system, it was L.A.U. Southampton, L.A.U. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and they interviewed me, it was maybe a cursy interview, and, and I hit it off with the A.D. It was a great guy, he reminds me a lot of Pat, smart, you know, funny, you know, ahead of the curve. And then he called me up, uh, I did it on a Friday, we went back and forth, he called me up on a Tuesday, told me I didn't have the job. But he gave somewhat more experience, and I'm like, well, you know, thanks, and I was going back to Southampton, we had a good team, and then he called me up Thursday and said the lady backed out, Wednesday night. Wow. She backed out. Oh man. He goes. You have till tomorrow to take the job. He's like, come on in, and I'm like, well, I don't want to be the assistant. I'm thinking to myself, and then I sat down. and He goes, you have. I'm morphing in the job. You have till tomorrow. I'm like, I'm like, John. Like, I need time to think about it. He's like, well, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> so I wasn't going to take the job because I said, you know, I have a good D team. Maybe that was meant to be, and my friend Phil Stern, who was the head coach then at USC Aiken, now does all our um, TV games color. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So um, he's the AD at Mount Saint Vincent. I called him, he was on a date, he walked out of the movie theater, and he said, I will literally drive to Long Island and kill you if you don't take the job, because (laughs) we all aspire to be a D1 coach, and here you finally are going to get the opportunity, and and stuff. So, I take the job, and we had some really good players. Um, Mm -hmm. My predecessor there, um, uh, uh, Patty Hante had recruited some good players. She just didn't probably have them at that point right in the correct places. We moved some kids around. The head coach now at Iona, which, ironic, was my, is my point guard. Um, mm. Ange came in and um, we won. I couldn't believe it. We won and then we, got, we lost 101 to 29 in the NCAA Tournament to UConn. And then the next year we had an even better team and lost in the finals. And then Iona came along and it was a, it was a combination of a city school and suburban. Well, mm-hmm. LAU was only city. Um, so I took Iona, Sean Brennan, hired me, and then Pat Lyons was there. Mm-hmm. And then Pat Lyons took over his AD and mentored me. And uh, really, we were 14 and 70 our first three years, guys. And Pat had just taken over his AD, called me in his office, and I thought he was going to fire me. I, 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 God's honest truth, I told my wife, I'm probably going to get fired. We were 14 and said, mm-hmm. we're terrible. And he goes, you're doing a great job. And I was like, I turned around because I thought someone was behind me. <laughs> uh, and, and, and he goes, no, what you're doing here is you're building a program. And I'm really in support of you. And no. um, we had a great vice president there who still comes to our game system, Marie Thornton, and um, she she helped give me the resources, and Pat gave me the the, the strength, and then we had a great last eight years. Um, we went to six semifinals or finals. Um, we came so close to the NCAA tournament so many times. Um, the classes I left at the end ended up going to NCAA tournament, which was great. Um, but you know when Pat called me here to be the head coach at. Um, Seton Hall, it was something I couldn't turn down my alma mater. And Pat took a big risk. I was replacing a great coach and a great person in Ann Donovan, um, who went on to the WNBA and got a her sold now. But, you know, it was ho- it was hard because those kids didn't want me. They didn't want a Division One mid-level coach. They just had a pro. They had a Hall of Famer coaching them. Mm-hmm. And they, they fought me. If um, it wasn't for Didi and then uh, Janae Johnson um, on that team, I never would have had success here. And then, you know, obviously. They, uh, We had other good players, but they got those players in line. And the biggest, you asked me the biggest win, the biggest win maybe in my career was we played in the round of 32 against Princeton, and they were really good. And we both ju- you know, they were an NIT team, just missed the NCAAs, and we were an NIT team. You know, we were good. We weren't great. And um, it was a 5 o'clock game on a Sunday, and Pat will probably get mad at me for telling this story. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, I'm going to do something. I'm going to get everyone to come to this game. So they... Prince principal brought their band, we brought our band, it was great, it was N- NIT you're allowed to do it. Saturday at 5 o'clock, there was nothing. Pat, what Pat did was he opened a bar up where the men's offices are, and he invited oh. all the big <laughs> alumni. And I'll never forget, we had probably a billion dollars of alumni sitting across the <laughs> thing. and we win the game right at the end of the game. Oh, it was wow. an exciting game, we win right at the end, Didi makes some great plays for us, and we win. And I'll never forget, that put us – the kids finally believed in what we were doing. We win the game. We go in the locker room. The fans sta- stayed and cheered. We walked back out to acknowledge the fans. All the big boosters were across. They now believed in women's basketball because they were probably so drunk and they were like, this is great. <laughs> but Pat had an idea, and he was so visionary in everything, and he's taught me so much of that, about that. But, like, that – yes, asked me the biggest win. The biggest win here, mm-hmm. that was the yeah. best win amazing because that put the program on then went to two shade ncaa's after that yeah and and you know while we've been short recently we you know going to that WNT championship game and we've been really close i still believe the covid year we were an ncaa team and mm-hmm. even the year after we played in the covid year like they didn't take anyone who wasn't a power fives and that large and we got screwed because we finished third in the big east and you know i, I had missed some games early and 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 we had won and you know we were good and, yeah you know we have had some great teams here. But
0: yeah, that is for sure. That's a
2: long-winded story, sorry. No, no okay. worries.
0: That's for sure you have another great team this year. So looking back at it, what were some of those key lessons that you learned from your previous spots that now you're using today here at Seton Hall to be, make yourself an even better coach?
2: Well, I really want to empower our players. and always said Dee, Dee Simmons is the greatest player to ever play here, and you look at the stats, she's not the all-time leading scorer anymore. She's not this, she's not that, but... She's an all time greatest person. She's a great leader. She believed in a- everything and anything we asked her to do. Um, and, and, and I believe that, you know, I have to empower the players. And um, I, I am a big players coach. Um, I think I am. You know, I, 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 I am a very passionate, and I want to be who I am. You know, sometimes it gets me in trouble. I'm really transparent. As you guys know, even on, with the radio guys and you guys I'm just going to tell you the truth. But mm. I want our players to know that you know I have their back, but I'm going to support them in any way, but I'm also going to tell the truth. And you know, if we're not playing well, if we're not coaching well, then we 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 need to do better. And and I want to hold them accountable so when they're in the real world, our our motto is at Seton Hall women's basketball, we want all our women's basketball players to be bosses one day.
1: Mm. Love that. Love
2: it. You know, and and that's my goal. That that's what I want. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, you want them to play in the pros. I wanted to be a boss one day. Because why? Because they're great leaders. We need women leaders. You know, everyone's like, oh, you need women leaders to be role models. You do. But you, as males, we can all be role models too. We all have had fathers, uh, you know, at some point and, and I'm sure they were a role model. So while I'm not their dad, I want to be a role model showing them that I believe in them. I'm going to push them. I'm going to take care of them. And I'm, I want success for them.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's a fantastic answer fantastic
1: answer. Thank you. I was i was to add on like the the trust and accountability part you just mentioned like in terms of it, you learned that about that before but you have that in your players and you're saying you're like you're a, little, you're a little too transparent with the media and whatnot but that shows your player like he's gonna be honest with us. He's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. super honest with us and he's gonna hold us accountable and that might that's gonna make everyone better not only like the players but then to help like the whole team like grow and whatnot so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. amazing so let's go dive a little bit about your program here so what does a, a week look like here at Seton Hall for your program? Um, I know it changes with depending on games and stuff like that, but typically what does a week look like here at Seton Hall?
2: Well, first semester we practice 11.15 to about 1.30. Um, the girls think we practice a little longer, but we really don't. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's fine. And, 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 and we lift after. But well, this group is great. We do so many individual work before practice. Uh, a lot of them on their, uh, you know, asking for it. You know... Um, McKenna White comes in at 8.15, Shay Pinkney at 7.30, um, Micah Gray, um, all of them. I, I don't want Azana as our leader comes in all the time. Amari is our other captain all the time, Shay Higgins. I mean, as you guys know as athletes, when your leaders are putting the extra time in, then everyone's gonna put extra mm-hmm. time in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they've established that. and. Yeah, you know, we, we we watch not a ton of film, but enough film. But as a staff, they've just done such a good job, like Cassandra and Dee Dee and Jose and Pete really love doing the individuals, and, and they've done just a wonderful job with that. And is here all the time, because they can always bounce ideas off Shaquina. She played for me, she's a great player, Jersey kid. Um, we just want to be around for the players. I think that's really important. Um, so that's pretty much it. We, we, we always, if away games, we we'll always leave the night before. Um, we, 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 that's pretty standard here. Um, even if it's a shorter trip we like to you know get a little team bonding and eat dinner together. Um, and, and, and the players do that and I give them their, their space to do that. Um, but for the most part that's it. it's nothing rocket scientists. We used to have this thing called night shoot. We haven't done it this year, but during break, we'll come in the night before a game and we'll shoot and then we'll go get ice cream and stuff like that. <laughs> well, little awesome. stuff like that. yeah yeah and we do it on the road a lot. We, we, the girls actually like to shoot at in the other opponents gym. At night, seven thirty-eight, they blast the music. We shoot for a half hour, forty minutes. We find the best type of food place they have. So sometimes it's, like in Cincinnati, it's graders ice cream, and if you know someplace else, it's you know these 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 uh, nachos. It's just something different for the kids.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's awesome to kind of travel out and experience the different types of like communities within not only the Big East but out of conference stuff too. Like probably going down to Princeton, just exploring that a little bit. He's and, awesome. And
2: then we went to the Bahamas. The school was yeah. really good with us. The Bahamas was great. And these kids really played well there. And they, they were very dedicated. They tried really hard. I have not had one instance with this team where they're not prepared to practice or play. Hmm. We're never like, where's the team? Why are they out late? But they just they just do their thing. They're great that way.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And you see it on the court each and every game. So when you're looking at high school players, like what are you, some of the characteristics that you're looking uh, for them when you're trying to recruit? People to come here to Seton Hall.
2: Great question. You know, I was asked this question. I gave a really honest answer, and the person looked at me like I was crazy. But the first thing we look at is, oh, are they good players? Got to be good players. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, well, do you want them to have a good personality? Do you want them to be nice? Do you want them to be research-? I want them to be good. Like that. that yeah. That's first because if you're not good, then I don't really care if you're nice or whatever because you're not going to be happy because you're not going to play. I'm not going to be happy cause you're not
1: good, <laughs> and it's going to be a
2: problem. So when we're watching a game, are you good? Mm -hmm. What skill set do you have? Can you shoot? Can you dribble? Can you pass? Now, skill set nowadays is playing hard, too. Mm -hmm. You know, that is unfortunately a skill because everyone doesn't play hard. So we look at skill set. Then we look at how are they as teammates. You know, are they, are they are they engaged when they're not in the game? Are they picking their teammates up off the floor? Are they communicating? Or if one of their teammates makes a mistake, are they encouraging them? Are they supporting them? Those things are important too. And then obviously as you get to know the kid, it's a little different. Are they respectful? How are they on the visit? Are they talk, you know, are they respectful to their families themselves? What is on their Twitter and on their Instagram? Like if it's something that, you know, that we're not really follow the values that we have here at Seton Hall, or, you know, as a school or as a team, then that's something that would be concerned. But we don't even get that far, guys, until I see them if they're good. good if they're player. not good, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, let me see if they're really nice. No, if they're not good, they're not good. So right. any coach who says, well, you know, I really want to get to know the kid. No, I want to know if they're good first. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then I'll find out if I want to get to know the kid. If yeah. yeah. you stink. I don't really care. We're just gonna move yeah. on. Like, yeah. uh, no offense. Yeah. You know, because we are here in the Big East to win basketball games, right? And right. And to be competitive and to play, and also put that kid, which I shouldn't even say stink. Not all of like, To put that kid in a in a, in a position where they can flourish as well too. Mm. Right.
1: So no, it's it's like at the end of the day, your job here is to be a great student, but also a great. Like, athlete on the course. Yes. Like, that's the main thing. And then, like, everything else trickle down. Okay, like, that checks off the big box. And there's, right. like, less boxes, like, after that. But those are still important. But the main thing is being a good basketball player. So yeah. that's really a good point of emphasis. Because the coach will say, like, oh, I want to see, as you're just saying, like, oh, I want to interact with them. I want to see what they're like. I want to see if they're respectful and all this. And that's all great and all, but I want them to perform. So they can be happy, I can be happy. We right. can all win a ball or basketball game. So that's yeah. a good point. You said yeah. it very eloquently. That's yeah.
2: exactly right. And, you know, these coaches that, you know, I hope you ask this question to the other eight, co- other eight head coaches. We'll, we'll mark that down. <laughs> because I'm actually interested because, yeah. you know, and, and, I, and, and obviously I'm very friendly with with all our head coaches, you know, and, uh, you know, we have some legendary. I mean, Coach Shep is just, you know, yeah. the pinnacle of all pinnacles and Angie is a rising star and, as a softball coach and we have some you know JT's obviously a great great golf coach as well too and, and, all, and all of them but but like guys if they're not good why <laughs> are we do, we're not wasting all that time it's yeah not, like I, I want to see if they really try I you know I love the point of, I want to see what kind of teammate they are first well honestly if they stink I don't really want them to be the teammate because if yeah. we do you know, it is important because, yeah. trust me, if you bring a kid in here who's not good enough, and you guys know as athletes, then that kid's not going to be happy. Right. Yeah. That kid's yeah. not going to
1: be successful. Yeah, and that can actually bring down part of, like, the other teams. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. happy, and like that wears off of other guys or other yeah. girls, yeah. and that creates more of a problem than it is. And exactly. Like, obviously, you don't want to go down that, that route and whatnot, yeah. but like, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. So, that that is
0: for sure. 100%. Yeah. That's for sure. So when you uh, – what would you like to
1: tell – High school
0: players to focus on before coming to the college level, even if it's here or anywhere out in the college ba- women's college basketball universe. What are some things that they should focus on?
2: Work on, on their on the basic skills, dribbling, passing, shooting. Um, understanding that effort is a skill. Like you know, it's a mental challenge. Things are tough in life these days. I mean, you know, they're so hard. But when there's there's going to be a lot of failure in basketball. Can you, you mentally need to overcome that? Because that's what we struggle with even now. Our kids miss a couple of shots and we don't defend as well. And one mistake leads to another and to another. And, and that's not what we want here. Um, so they think to control those things. And, and, and to have fun. We're all trying to get the holy grail of a scholarship. They're only trying to get the holy grail of a power five scholarship. They're only trying to get the holy grail of a power five scholarship and an NIL deal. And just have fun. Mm-hmm. The good things will come your way. Right. And go to a place that you feel wants you and has a vision for you. You ask me why we take a lot of transfers because we recruit a lot of kids and we always tell them we have a vision for them. And in the transfer market, you know, everyone's trying to get good players. We're trying to get good players, of course. But we're trying to get good players to understand that we have a vision for them. Every kid we bring into this program, we have a vision. Sometimes a vision doesn't work, but there's a purpose for taking every kid that we take.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. And so when you're looking at high school students, are you We've kind of asked our student athletes this of like what their recruiting process was like. Was it like a lot of them are saying that it's more social media and showing their clips. Are you looking at a lot of clips or are you going to games and seeing how they play individually at each each game? Are you looking at more clips online and stuff like that?
2: No, we we, we like to do a lot in person. And Coach Mm -hmm. DeFalco is a tremendous evaluator um, and and, and really taught me a lot. Um, But Coach Cassandra is is, is, is a good evaluator as, as I've had on staff as well. Smart, she sees it. Dee Dee understands the game really well, um, really knows how to evaluate as well. So we like to see them in person and see that. Um, we have two kids that we just signed coming in that are just going to be two yeah two all-time greats. at know, mm-hmm. like they, they not only because they're great players, because they're great mentally tough kids and work really hard, um, and we worked really hard on recruiting them. Um, I I, I think seeing them in person is important. Obviously, we watch clips, and we're we're constantly watching and watching and watching. But, you know, we we have to have a vision to where they're going to be. I think that's one of my strengths. I think when it's brought to me, um, players, I have to say no sometimes. And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. I think I'm right a lot more than I'm wrong. But I do have an understanding of a vision and what we can make that player. I will say you have to, when you come here, you have to commit to working. Mm -hmm. Not just working in practice, working. People are like yeah, 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 that's everywhere. No, no, no. We're like Jose's in the gym seven thirty in the morning. Pete's in the gym seven thirty. Cassandra seven thirty. Didi seven thirty. They're here all the time with our players, and they're staying very late. So the the, the you 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 know you got to want to get better. If you don't want to get better, it's, don't come here.
0: Amazing answer. So we're gonna start wrapping things up here with our last two segments. First off, with advice to a pirate. So. What advice would you give to any student athletes here at Seton Hall looking to make an impact on their team each and every game?
2: Well, just just do what's best for the team and understand, and, and this is hard for a student athlete because we all want to play. And if you don't want to play, that's a problem too. You need to have personal goals. I told our players, personal goal is not winning, you know, the league championship. No. Personal goal is I want to average points. I want to score. I want to play. Because if you achieve some of those goals, then we're probably going to be pretty good. (laughs) So have personal goals. But also understand that the head coach, you're looking at the head coach that that coach is only looking at it from your perspective. I have 14 players on my team. So I have 14 different perspectives that are looking at me, but I only have one perspective trying to be successful. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we have some tough decisions right now. You know, we've had some injuries, we have a lot of kids back now. And it's hard, it's frustrating. These transfers all want to play. A lot of them only have one year. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at it from, if I don't play Chris and I have to play Joe, if I don't play Joe and I have to play John, what, how's Chris gonna react? How's this gonna happen? How's this gonna work? Are they gonna work well together? You know, that's part of my job. and. As head, as coaches, just remember, we all we recruited you, so we want you here. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm brand new and I'm like, oh, this is what I got. No, I recruited every single one of you. I did it. I'm not some head coach that sits home, and none of our head coaches are. So, you know, as a player, you gotta look at it from the head coach's point of view, and just try your best, because you never know when your number's gonna be called. I mean, look at this week. We had four or five kids out for the FDU game. I was really nervous, and you know, I put all those kids in, and they all did a great job. I mm-hmm. hadn't played a lot. Um, she came in, did a great job. You know, um, Shannon hadn't played a ton consistently. She came in and did a great job. And Shea Pinkney was a fantastic 10 rebounds. You know, a kid who had started, then wasn't playing, then, you know, got playing more. But she kept working. Just be ready for your opportunity. Because if your opportunity is called and you're not ready, that's on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There, It's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's great advice from you. So for our last segment, it's called Walk the Plank. And in this segment, we like to ask kind of quicker-paced questions here. Uh, but obviously, if you have an explanation to any of these questions, go ahead and explain. So what has been the most intense atmosphere that you've gotten to coach in during your career?
2: We played in um, the WNIT. Um semi-finals at Middle Tennessee before 5,000 fans and we went to South Dakota yeah. State and played before a sellout crowd. I, I mean, I couldn't even hear myself talk. That. <laughs> that was but we've had some great games here. That senior day with Villanova completely yep. sold out. We've had uh, St. John's games here um, completely sold out, let alone the Yukon games. But those are the couple games.
1: That that Middle Tennessee game, I remember we were at, we were at a sack meeting and Brian felt came in and we're like let's put the game up on the on the on the screen. He put the game up in the last like five minutes, oh, like man. we're going nuts and all that. That's that was great. a really fun game. Yeah, that was, it really it.
0: was that was a fun game to watch here at home. So, do you have a favorite away stadium to coach at?
2: I have a few that I don't like. Coaching <laughs> at. Yeah, you know, I'll start with Marquette. I've never won there, and all my years as a coach, I, I hate it. You know, I, I I I enjoy you know the atmospheres that are volatile and, and exciting you know we go to st John's always a good crowd go to Connecticut it's always a good crowd you know Creighton their fans are, are very difficult human beings but they make it a great environment <laughs> yeah. and they support their team and they're tough on us and I just enjoy that that excitement and stuff so you know those are the ones I've played in some great arenas and great places but you know I enjoy I enjoy going to these places that's really tough to play at
0: yeah that's One of the things that we don't get to see in the swimming aspect of things, like we'll swim the different pool aspects and stuff, but nothing really, like, it's the same pool at the end of the day. So, like, seeing that crowd, like, at a a women's basketball game or at a a baseball game is is incredible to see on TV. And it's like, whoa, that must be a tough place to play. (laughs) Um, I'm like, I wouldn't want to be there right now. So (laughs) um, when, after a big win, what is your go-to dinner or meal? I
2: love spaghetti. I'm a big pasta guy. So nice. any spaghetti, like uh, and and in our, and, and, and our um, uh, GAs, Nikki and, and Kyle do a great job with everything. Not like just uh, they deserve a special shout out. But Nikki knows how to take care of me, and Christy before her, them, Christy took care of me like my mom. So they they were great. They really were.
0: Some so, so spaghetti for Coach Bazzella. So yeah. another food based question here. When you're traveling, what's your go to snack?
2: Oh, I, I'm a big. Big popcorn guy, and I get in trouble for my daughter because I eat too much popcorn. <laughs> I have articulitis and my daughter's a PA, and, um, and and I'm a big popcorn guy, so I love popcorn.
0: So, any type of specific popcorn? No Just plain. Plain old, plain I old popcorn. I love plain, like I'm <laughs> really plain that way. That, that's it for me. Um, who has been your biggest mentor in your career?
2: You know, that's a really good question. Pat Lyons has been a great mentor here. Like, like I love Pat. Um, Tom Shirley's head coach at Jefferson. He's been great to me. He he's going out of his way. Coach Auriemma has treated me with respect from when I was a Division Two coach, and always been great. And um, my high school coach John Dalecki was is still a, 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 you know really important to me, and, and stuff. Um, but you know if I had to you know Pat, Pat, Pat that, that saved my butt many times by having great ideas and by being supportive to me.
0: Oh, so shout yeah. out Pat Lyons really yeah. quick. And then last one for me. In one word, describe your coaching style. Passionately why passionately
2: because I, I, I want our girls to play with passion and i need to coach with passion and you know yeah it gets me in trouble sometimes with the officials or <laughs> you know the fans or maybe the administration every now and then but but i am who i am mm. and i don't want to hide from that and you know i'm going to protect my girls and if i it causes me to get a technical foul mm-hmm. or whatever too in one instance i'm going to do it to protect them it's not about me you know people think oh it's about you because you're passionate you're running around you're jumping up and down like an idiot it's about the girls it really is about protecting them and knowing that coach b has my back i have mm-hmm. their back on the floor but i have their back off the floor and i think if you went through the, you know maybe a lot of people through the years or some of the kids through the years are just like you know he he, he did me wrong he didn't play me enough he didn't want enough place for me he did, but none of them are ever going to say you know what he didn't have my back when right. i needed mm-hmm. them, and, yeah. and i always will Always, because when I recruit them, they're partly my kids. And yeah, sometimes the vision doesn't work out, but I'm always going to take care of them like my own kid. I don't care what anyone says. They're all going to graduate. I want to make sure they all get graduated. I want to make sure I have their back for that. You know, and for me, passion is very important. I want to play with passion. I want to be passionate. Um, you don't have to be, you know, crazy like me jumping up and down, but you, you better be ready to play for Seton Hall and represent yeah. our great institutions. Um, you know, Jersey. Yeah. As you guys do. Yeah.
1: No, I I love it when I feel like that sets the tone for your team and they can all see that when when you're up and going, you're all energetic, you really into it, like that raises up the energy for the whole for the whole team. And they definitely carry that. And also for for what you just said before about having having your your players backs, that's the best feeling as a player. Yeah. When your coach kind of backs up, like, hey I got you. I know like maybe right now you're struggling, you're going through that, but to have a condo, you said you had a conversation with uh, Asia yesterday, yeah, uh, Asia. Sorry, yeah. excuse me.
2: Because she's not playing as well as she can play, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not just her; it's it's me. You know, I, I, you know, I need her to be comfortable and find out maybe there's a special play I can run for her. Maybe she just doesn't understand what I'm saying, and you know, and and it, it, she was great about it. I I, 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 she's one of my favorite kids to coach. Like we talked about transfers; that's probably a transfer you didn't say. but she's
1: good and mm-hmm. she's gonna be really good, mm-hmm. right? And I, that that like, it still has a lot of confidence. Like, hey, Coach be like got my back still. Like, cause there's no like miscommunication there and I think the players really appreciate that. I know I'm lucky that Coach Shep and the Sap really do that for uh for me and for all the players that we got too. So I think there's there's something to be said for that. In, in terms of improving play, knowing to have each other back definitely one of the biggest things. So yes. that's awesome.
0: It's also with Coach Sapp too, making yeah. sure he has all the swimmers back like no matter what. Like remember we were at Drexel and there was some technical issues and one of the a couple of the starts of the race is they couldn't hear the starter. And the official just started the race without them getting being set. So Coach Sapp, like, multiple times going to the official, like, hey, they're not set, they're not ready, you have to wait. And just see everyone seeing on the side, like, okay, Coach coach got our back no matter what, was yeah. a great thing to see. So yeah. it's yeah. awesome.
2: And that's why they're great coaches. I mean, you yeah. guys are blessed to have those guys. But I think that's what we can do as coaches, knowing you have your back. Like. You know, because whether it's a bad call or a good call or that, but you have to be prepared and ready to start the race. And if they're not giving you that opportunity, right. he needs to have your back. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you know you get a bad call or it's a tight strike zone or the wrong strike zone from batter to batter or team to team, then he needs to step up for you yeah. as well.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, so no. that was all for me. So Zella, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here?
2: I just, again, have student-athletes be this, you know, understanding of, of, of sports and everything really shows a lot about you guys, shows a lot about SOU, shows a lot about what we have here. Our communication program is one of the best in the country. I, I say yeah. that all the time, not because I'm part of it, but because I see it. And one of the things I do is, is I do an interview before every single game with every single person that we play. I'm not one of those coaches that doesn't do it. And we have the best. Hmm. I, I really mean that. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I walk away with knowing that everyone's prepared. You have a job to do. Like even in the press conference the other night i wasn't happy but you know someone was like oh no ask the question that's your job mm-hmm. your job is to ask the question yeah and that's what you have to do and that's why i'm really proud of you i i, I know all our sideline reporters are doing great law sydney and yeah. i'm really proud of them um and and i'm proud of you guys i really am and tom chen with everyone at pirate sports network but now i want to thank you very much it's been an honor and a privilege to be honest and i'm rooting for you guys as well thank you never uh, forget that
1: no i appreciate thank it you. no thank you for coming on i think this is as our first coach setting the tone wonderfully as always and uh thank you thank you for just like just your time i know you're kind of busy doing much of, like during the season and everything too it's been an awesome opportunity for us to get to know student athletes and now coaches so thank you make we sure we ask that question of the other coaches we I'm will down. we got that marked like, out
2: like, well you know i'm like no 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 <laughs>
1: We have it written down, and I'm just going to
0: send my thank you to you for taking some time out of your day. I know uh, with the holiday season coming up and stuff like that. So thank you so much, Coach Mazella. And that's going to wrap up another episode of our coaching carousel here. We'll be back with some more guests as we keep going. So thank you so much.